Okay, uh, so welcome <laughs> to another episode of Off the Fence. Can you see me from where you're at? Am I bright enough? I can. You look like a nice warm blanket I want to wrap around me. <laughs> Get over here. <laughs> this is my this is my shirt. I was telling Milton, which by the way, Milton is running the show today. Woo! Props to Milton. Uh, Every him, time. This is my shirt that I don't wear a lot because it's too much of a conversation piece. So it becomes like... That's where your introvertedness comes out. Yeah, I know I'm you're like, both, but that's your introversion shows. I don't want to wear an outfit that gets talked about. But yet you're walking around with shirts that say Jesus and that. I'm just, I'm just telling you that's my funny. intention is yeah. is not that I want a conversation piece here, so I'm going to wear well, you a need conversation to Buckle piece. up, baby. Start preparing. Hey, guess what time of the year it is? October. Close. What do we do in October? Celebrate What's my a, birthday. We do. Mm-hmm. Watch football. Yes. Bake breads. Yes, but as the month nears Give the candy end, out to every kid in the town. We give candy to strangers. There you go. They come to the door. And we take candy. They hold strangers. their hand out and we or give them free candy. We do. And our family sounds like the government. We oh, have, sorry, what we have discovered, we did a little uh, research analysis and discovered that one large candy bar right. is cheaper than the handfuls of party size candy bars yeah. that we were giving out. Because you can't just give one party size, or our children didn't feel like you could. So when they were in charge of that, they were like handfuls. Sure. So if you buy the small pieces. You're likely either allowing the kid to take the candy or you're giving them some, and you're likely not giving them just one small piece. You're mm-hmm. likely giving them, on average, three. Mm-hmm. If you buy the large candy bar. If it's me, four or six, because I just want them right, to know how much right. I care about them. You're actually going to save money, and the kid thinks they just hit the jackpot. <laughs> yeah. So. Even though we're, the, we're like, yeah, we're saving money. So let's talk Halloween. I no, I well, you and I know we get so many questions about this every year. Halloween, yeah, around uh, like usually August or September, we start getting questions. And I so um, some people watch like crazy movies or the news to unwind. I just when I'm cooking supper or something, I put on Food Network uh, just because I'm watching somebody cook and listening to the noise, but focusing on my stuff. But my least favorite part about this season is that they have like all of the spooky baking oh, yeah, championships. Kind of theme. And some of those get a little like, yeah. So there's just a lot yeah. of tension in this season. Um, I think for people who love the Lord who are going, what do we do? So I was going to say, let's make sure. Yeah. Because some folks may be listening going, what's the big deal about Halloween? Yeah. Like, why is that controversial? Mm-hmm. Right? So... On, when you're talking with some friends and all, and they're like, hey, what's what's the issue? What's the concern with mm-hmm. Halloween? Mm-hmm. Is it that it's demonic? Or like, like it's like Halloween, demons, devil? I think there's like, a tension. Just, I think just like Easter or Christmas, as believers, we're um, like, we're celebrating the birth of Jesus, but sure. commercially it becomes something way different. Right. Easter, uh, we're thanking God for the sacrifice and promise that was and resurrection was made and resurrection of Jesus. What like uh, celebrating all of those but things? Bunnies and eggs, but it, it can quickly become bunnies and eggs sure. as the as the focus. I think um, 
Halloween sounds fun when it's just dress up, have community time with your friends and family or people in your neighborhood. And for a lot of times, it, people that live in the sticks like I did growing up, that was one of the only times you actually saw your neighbors <laughs> during that time of year because it was cold. Um, but it can easily turn to the stuff that I feel like is more and more prevalent on TV and in stores, which all the all the scary and like even even considerably like evil, yucky stuff that yeah. can quickly yeah. come in. So kind of the opposite of the Christmas and Easter, where it's where it's not a holiday that that is on our calendar to celebrate. Um, but but something that we can step into, but could quickly turn the other way. So if, if this is new to you, uh, you need to know that sometimes uh, Christians will wrestle with like Halloween. What do I do for Halloween? Because for some, it feels like you're celebrating evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That you're engaging evil in almost a friendly like companion in, and kind inviting of way. it in yeah. and letting your kids, yeah. yeah. So if you didn't know this, but maybe some of you are actually yes, please know we've been processing this as a mm-hmm. family. What do you do with Halloween? Um, growing up, so you went trick or treating. Absolutely. So what'd you dress up? What's your favorite well, thing you ever dressed up as? I've been thinking about this because oh. I've been so pumped. So one in the '80s, the masks had to have had like asbestos or something. And like, oh, do you remember sure. those? Like they, they were not well made, No, but I was, I was often either a bride or a cheerleader. We did, a, we did some, like one year I remember being like Snow White or something with the mask and then never again. Um, I was often a, a bride or a cheerleader, like stuff that, or a hobo, like stuff that you could just make from stuff. We didn't spend a lot of money on Halloween. Um, one year I was an abolitionist. Uh, <laughs> sorry, because I was in 4-H and we it was the Roaring Twenties theme okay. for the whole year. So an we had a float in August sure. at the parade and the leaders of our 4-H group decided that we were going to, the Roaring Twenties, we weren't going to talk about the music or the dancing or anything. We were going to be the abolitionists. We were going to talk about All the... Right. <laughs> so... My, I think my mom, I was like, I don't know what to be for Halloween. And she's like, I mean, you got the sign and the outfit still. So I did. <laughs> but we, we, I would say, um, we did fall festivals at the okay. church that I went to in my little, it wasn't a town in a rural area. So just the church down the road that we attended and were part of, um, and then went from house to house, just asking for candy and okay. what? So maybe six neighbors. Okay. We didn't get a bunch of loot, you okay. know, but um, nothing compared to what our kids. Oh man! But get now. What about you? Uh, so, I we I was not given the opportunity to like buy a costume. Mm-hmm. You know, nowadays there's like Halloween stores. That was oh, yeah. mm-hmm. if there were those stores when when I was younger, we just didn't we didn't go to them. Yeah. We didn't. There wasn't the internet to order stuff, so I didn't. We didn't have costumes. So I was limited to basically, I was allowed to go trick-or-treating, mm-hmm. but my parents would drive me in in their car, and basically, I didn't fully grasp this as a kid, and took me to people in the church. Oh, yeah. That and you so knew. we would go to people yeah. in our church houses. We would pull up into the driveway. So really, for me, trick-or-treating wasn't a lot of walking. It was... Same. We yeah. would drive, and I would get out in my costume, and that costume almost every year, from what I can recollect, was I was also... A hobo. Yeah, because it's easy. Get a stick and a so, scarf. and Yeah, wear mismatched, <laughs> big baggy clothes, mm-hmm. um, paint some dirt 
kind of mm-hmm. on your mm-hmm. face a little bit and a mm-hmm. and a, a beanie cap and mm-hmm. and your and even your sack that you're going to put stuff in was on the stick that you carried and so mm-hmm. it just was an easy cheap no mm-hmm. frills kind of a and I was just I think back like wow what a thing to aspire to as a kid <laughs> I'm going to be a hobo and um, where now Bo wants to be a firefighter right, all the right. time. <laughs> so <clears throat> I may have done those things when I was younger, but it wasn't like go buy stuff. Mm-hmm. So my dad, <clears throat> my dad's a pastor. And so uh, we did that. And so just to give that little context to what we grew up in. So uh, Halloween, whether you hate it or maybe, maybe, maybe you're one who decorates your entire yard and house mm-hmm. about it and all that. I did some studying on where did it come from? Because mm-hmm. that's sometimes the debate. You you can read different places on the internet that will tell you uh, it started off as a religious holiday mm-hmm. or, <clears throat> or it started off as uh, an evil, sacrificial, you know, um, just horrible thing. So I am going to overwhelm us all right now with some history, mm-hmm. okay? So to the best of my ability to study... Prepare yourself to be overwhelmed. More than 2,000 well, years ago... Keep it succinct, though, babe. I'll try. More than 2,000 years ago, possibly four to 5,000 years ago, the Celtic peoples and their predecessors celebrated Samhain? Mm-hmm. Samhain? I think Samhain. Samhain. At the end of the harvest season. So mm-hmm. at the end of the harvest season, there was a celebration to welcome winter. Winter, a time often associated with death, gave birth to the celebration of the dead. Family members would have feasts and invite dead people to commune with them and give them the latest news of the year. Well, okay, so that should be unpacked, but why would anybody welcome winter is what I'd like to know, okay. but it's fine. So then you just get through some more history. 27 AD, Rome celebrates harvest yearly in the fall of honor of, in the honor of, Pomona, 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 Mm -hmm. the goddess of fruit, the origin of bobbing for apples may have come from here. Hmm. Roman general Agrippa builds the Pantheon and it's used for the worship to the gods. Mm -hmm. And that's a bit of the, again, you're in this harvest, Mm -hmm. end of a season, transition to a season. Mm -hmm. 43 AD, Rome conquers the Celtic lands and incorporated uh, Ferelia, a version of Halloween, Okay. As a part of their tradition, so, it takes on that, yeah. so it becomes like, okay, we're going to do this. This is going to become a almost an institution of sorts for tradition. 180 Roman emperor um, builds the pantheon, dedicates it to the goddess of nature, and here is when the the Romans begin to worship their gods and honor and pray to the dead. Mm-hmm. So you see this uh, harvest, end of season plants dying. Mm-hmm. And humans going, well, other things, other people die in this emphasis mm-hmm. on death. Mm-hmm. So for mm-hmm. everyone to be clear, Halloween has roots, yeah. roots in death. Mm-hmm. I, I just think that's important to know historically. So you, you just keep going and you keep going and you keep going. Well, now the, the, um, the, Roman, the, the Catholic Church gets involved and there's this celebration that later expands to what's called All Saints Day or... All Hallow Eve, mm-hmm. All Hallows Eve, mm-hmm. and it dedicates it to the Virgin Mary, and it's this transition from the goddess of nature mm-hmm. to the mother of Jesus, mm-hmm. and this new celebration, All Hallows Eve, mm-hmm. 
then as now you get the, the the Roman Catholic Church going, we're gonna emphasize actually Mary mm-hmm. and honor Mary instead of this goddess of nature. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, like you start to see now the church and culture mm-hmm. going, well, we're gonna use it for this. No, we're gonna use it for this. Mm-hmm. No, we're gonna use it for this. Mm-hmm. And then the dark ages, you get I mean, you've got the dark ages that we that you go through and and this is if you don't haven't studied dark age witches mm-hmm. in, in the dark ages mm-hmm. and and it's where the, the term um high sabbath or black sabbath mm-hmm. begins to become witches sabbath but celebrations celebrations yeah. but it becomes each each year mm-hmm. about witches sabbaths which occurred on October 31st mm-hmm. so the dark ages really going into this celebrating again not Jesus's mom, mm-hmm. but but in essence, witches, Black Sabbath, yeah. uh, a, a night dedicated to feasting, uh, lots of uh, witches on broomsticks, black cats, death skulls, pumpkins in the Dark mm-hmm. Ages. Mm-hmm. So now we're starting to see some of like physical things to celebrate this moment of death. And but now we're adding witches and broomsticks mm-hmm. to it. So just so we know, the origin of it is not the witches and the broomsticks Mm -hmm. that was added. Mm -hmm. Um, Christians eventually change All Saints Day, All Hallows' Eve, to incorporate October 31st and November 1st as an effort to convert the pagan holiday. Mm -hmm. So in the 800s, there's an attempt by the church to say that is a day celebrating something we don't think should be celebrated. Mm -hmm. Goddesses, death, all that. So we're going to now merge our, our All Hallows' Eve, and we're going to merge it. And, and this is actually something similar happened with Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. But the church begins to say, you know what, we're going to try to redeem this day mm-hmm. and make it something that actually is focused on something good rather than something In that we don't think should be focused. In a season of celebrating harvest. And, yeah. So eventually, November 2nd in 1000 AD, All Saints' Day celebrations get known as All Souls' Day, and Christians begin to dress up. Interesting. Christians mm-hmm. begin to dress up in angel, devil, and saint costumes to illustrate not worshiping the devil, but demonstrating good and evil mm-hmm. and their saints living a life that they should mm-hmm. and showing the tension between good and evil. Mm-hmm. This is the Christians trying to redeem it and say, well, you're going to dress up, but we're going to demonstrate what's going on supernaturally. Mm-hmm. Interesting, huh? I just mm-hmm. think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. To know. So just keep going in history. Uh, 1556, a three-day celebration, October 31st through November 2nd, All Hallowed Tide, involved Christians dressing in black to mourn the dead and go door-to-door asking for food for the, on behalf of the dead, perhaps beginning the beginning of trick-or-treating. Being, we're going to use this moment to on behalf of, in memory of mm-hmm. the dead, gather food door to door. Now it's candy. <laughs> In the 1600s, uh, the, our Puritan ancestors, they flat out say, you know what? We're banning Halloween. Mm-hmm. Puritans, study the Puritans, you're going to know exactly what they're doing. <laughs> like It is an abomination. Mm-hmm. It is forbidden by God because it was connected to witchcraft. And that mm-hmm. was their issue. Mm-hmm. Was the witch, the broom, mm-hmm. the 
the potions, mm-hmm. the casting spells on people. And so the Puritans, uh, they, they, they ban it, claiming that it's a, a Catholic holiday that they don't like, that's emphasizing things that shouldn't be emphasized. And Catholics continue to ignore the Puritans and say, we don't care what you're saying. <laughs> and uh, in 1800s, due to a, a potato famine in Ireland, I bet I learned that in history class. I hope but you did. Probably. Um, many Irish Catholics fleed mm-hmm. to America, and they brought their Halloween traditions with them. Mm-hmm. And so here in America, how in the world did we get all of this tradition that's way across the ocean and everything going on? And so these traditions came with them, including the Samhain, that Festival of the Dead, Halloween. Um, the whole uh, tradition began to take re- just root. Mm-hmm. And so, okay, I know that's mm-hmm. just a ton of, and, and, and some would say even debatable. On For what, sure. what was really being emphasized and how mm-hmm. is it being emphasized? Mm-hmm. So I what, I what I think it does it raises the confusion. That's why I think this mm-hmm. brings up the confusion of what is Halloween? Mm-hmm. Is it is it All Saints Day? Mm-hmm. Is it remembering the dead? Mm-hmm. Which is it? Is it looking at just the change of season and the mm-hmm. death and the leaves and and and, mm-hmm. and the fruit? Like what in the world is it where it p- appears to be different groups? have brought different things to October 31st through November 2nd. Well, because I would say specifically in the Midwest too, during, during, um, especially after the, like the 1800s and beyond, a lot of it was tied or tethered to the harvest, a celebration right. of the harvest too, as you move into more of a muted a season of, of the winter. Where, where leaves die. For sure, where, that. And even you're going to be inside for a few yes, months because yes. it's going to be snowy and cold mm-hmm. and we're not going to see each other. And so I, you're right. It, it's kind of a melting pot holiday. It, it is. And it also brings up something that I think some Christians might be uncomfortable with nowadays mm-hmm. is in the ancient church on tombstones... In Christian graveyards, they put skulls mm. on the mm-hmm. tombstone. They built churches where you had to walk through a cemetery in order mm-hmm. to attend daily worship mm-hmm. or even weekend worship. Mm-hmm. They were not like we are now. Who We, we tend to say that all death is evil, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. to bring up death, to mm-hmm. talk about death, to, to emphasize death, mm-hmm. to even celebrate death the passing of a life and go like, we're going to acknowledge this, mm-hmm. what's played out. Mm-hmm. Christians now no, 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 that's taboo. You can't do that. Well, uh, in ancient Christianity, they didn't ignore death. Um, they actually thought remembering that they would die mm-hmm. was a part of how to live well. Mm-hmm. So I would say a part of our culture has been impacted by, we think we're supposed to avoid death and mm-hmm. any conversation at all about sure. death and that death is evil. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like the talk about it is mm-hmm. evil. So what do we do with this? Mm-hmm. Because historically, I could prove to you that it's an evil holiday. Historically, I could prove to you it's a religious holiday. Mm-hmm. That's annoying, yeah. right? And so do you go based on, well, how did it start? And that's how we're going to treat it. Mm-hmm. Well, do you want me to treat you how you started, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What about redemption? Mm-hmm. Is it possible to redeem something that was started for inappropriate reasons mm-hmm. and evil reasons or during history has been used for evil? Mm-hmm. 
is it redeemable? Well, you have to ask your question, what about a church that was doing bad things, a church that was not honoring God, um, but now the church does honor God? Mm -hmm. Is it okay to have that church? Mm -hmm. Because they used to have evil, they used to do evil, or a person used to be one way and now they're another. Mm -hmm. So it does bring up what I would say is a question of redemption mm -hmm. and ways that you celebrate redemption. What's your agenda behind mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. So possible responses to Halloween. <laughs> Uh, Paul in the Bible, Paul was talking in Acts. He was talking to a Greek audience and, and he noticed that they had a statue dedicated to an unknown God. So, so he's got, there's a statue mm -hmm. and it literally was, here's the statue of an unknown God. They're acknowledging that God exists and there's multiple gods they think. And so we're going to make a statue of just one that we don't actually have a name for yet. Mm -hmm. Just unknown God. So Paul's engaging this. And instead of like chastising them and engaging, obviously, is idolatry. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to have an idol, and you're not supposed to have any other god. And, and it was for these other gods. He repurposes that statue, and he goes after, and he, he begins to talk to them. He uses it mm -hmm. to draw them to the gospel. He uses the moment to say, all right, you're acknowledging that maybe there's a God that you don't know that might be the supreme God, an almighty God. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you about that God. Mm -hmm. And he does. What's interesting is he does not say, how dare you? I won't even engage you. I won't talk to you because you're doing the wrong you're thing. You're terrible. Yeah. He seems to have a, I'd like to redeem what the devil meant for bad. Mm -hmm. I want to do some good with it. He uses it as an opening to a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Now, some of us are like, so I'm supposed to try to redeem everything and all bad. So here, I, I I agree with you. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that we start doing, let me just be like random, like I'm gonna start doing bad things in order to redeem them. Right. And I don't right. that's why I think on the other side of the coin, paying attention to keep in mind that scripture speaks against mm -hmm. the Bible speaks against witchcraft. Mm -hmm. and sorcery mm -hmm. and and several things that are associated with Halloween mm -hmm. are flat out scripture teaches do not go to a medium do not flirt with uh demon kind mm -hmm. of stuff mm -hmm. so it's in there so that's mm -hmm. why this is this tense tense right so let me offer you some pastoral options one, um, we let our kids go trick-or-treating. But we do not allow our kids to dress up in ways that make evil enticing, mm -hmm. that that play with evil, mm -hmm. that flirt with evil might be the word, that, mm -hmm. that delve into evil. Mm -hmm. So the costumes that our kids wear, we influence. Mm -hmm. Is that the best way to say mm -hmm. it? They, they are not dressing up as the devil or monsters or or, an, mm -hmm. or a witch or their 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 costumes are more um they they get to be a Soccer part of player it. yeah Football firefighter player, firefighter so, but so because i don't want them to i don't want them to think that evil is fun mm -hmm. or that evil is something that's to be celebrated to be celebrated mm -hmm. we also pass out candy mm -hmm. at our house um and we have lots of different costumes come to the front door oh man right do you know what I love about that is it's really for most because we we've even done more like 
one of the things that that um, we use this day as is an opportunity uh, for community yep. and connection. And so um, we host neighbors. We've invited our neighbors for years now over to our house to have supper, knowing that they're all going to be trick or treating. Say so, what you say to them. What's what's oh the, what's I I on the invitation it says dinner with friends before candy from strangers. I think that's <laughs> because brilliant. the goal is, and they know that we're that. We are believers. They know that you are a pastor of a church. Our heart sure. is not to to like, you know, hit him over the head with a Bible and all of that. Our goal is we can we can take something that I think can quickly turn into bad or evil and instead use it as a kingdom building opportunity to say, friends, hey, you're gonna be you're gonna be at our house anyway tonight asking for candy. Come over and eat. Bring a side dish and let's just have some community time yeah. together. And then let's go walk around our neighborhood together and meet more of our neighbors. It I've told you before, um, it's probably my single favorite evening, not because it's Halloween, but because we have an opportunity to connect with more neighbors in that stretch of four or five hours oh, yeah. than we will the entire year. Yeah. Because people often just drive home, get in the house, and then we don't see them again. Sure. Um, I remember when I was a kid, um, we had, uh, when I was in elementary school, we had a kid who didn't come to school on Halloween. They just stayed home. Okay. Um, and I remember talking to my parents about that and asking why I didn't get to stay home on Halloween. <laughs> because we, in, in decorating and in costumes, my parents were really diligent about, even decorating, we didn't have skulls and we didn't have stuff. And some of that was just a personal conviction for my parents not to, not to do that. Um, but I remember thinking too, on the flip side, that, that actually ends up potentially making the holiday that is being celebrated maybe in a way you don't want a bigger, you're giving it more power than it has to have too, like just ignoring it and not connecting with your kids and talking through it, even going into a store right now, it's terrifying to walk around in stores. I don't even like going into the stores because the decorations are over the top. But having a conversation about it and and really being intentional about walking out what is okay and not. So not to over-spiritualize this, but so Jesus did the same thing to the Sabbath. Mm. He got mm -hmm. in trouble for it. Mm -hmm that what they thought the Sabbath was, they thought he was abusing it. So the what we're trying to do is, and I wear it, some, let's pay attention to convictions, okay? Mm -hmm. So you might be a person or a family who says, you know what, we don't celebrate it because we feel this conviction from the Holy Spirit not mm -hmm. to celebrate it. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you, I celebrate that. If you're going to listen to yeah. the Holy Spirit, listen to the For Holy sure. Spirit. And I think oftentimes there is convictions that are not universal. Mm -hmm. And so we have to pay attention to that. Mm -hmm. So what I'm telling you, our family has decided that we think we can bring the gospel into this. Mm -hmm. And we have historical evidence of the church trying to be, bring the gospel into this. Mm -hmm. And our one of our values as a, as a family is unwavering mission. Mm -hmm. And so we want to bring the gospel where maybe not everyone's willing to bring the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so we, we use Halloween... As a time, we love to, we, we want friendships, we want to know our neighbors and all that. Not, we don't give out toothpaste and say, hey, clean up your soul, like you clean up your teeth. And <laughs> like, we don't, we, no, we're not doing that. Um, but at the same time, we're, we're choosing to intentionally watch the decorations that we put mm -hmm. up, 
the costumes that we wear to where we aren't celebrating evil. Mm-hmm. We are bringing the gospel. Mm-hmm. And I know some of you might disagree with that, but that's fine. But I do believe there's a little bit of gray in this, mm-hmm. which has made it why we need to do a podcast on this, right? Mm-hmm. Of going, what do I do? How do I do? One, pay attention to your conviction from the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and pay attention to how you present the gospel to the people around you, your actual neighborhood, mm-hmm. your kids, your mm-hmm. family, how you're actually sharing the gospel. And are you only sharing the gospel inside of your church building mm-hmm. or are you even sharing the gospel, right? Mm-hmm. Are you being the gospel? Mm-hmm. So I hope this is helpful for you. I, I just want to share it. You can look up the history if you want to. I'm just going to tell you, as I've done my own research, there's a lot of different versions and takes on this. Mm-hmm. And the reason is, I think, because you got you got the ancient church and the ancient just Roman society mm-hmm. and Greek society all kind of speaking into this. And it's pretty much a hodgepodge of just a bunch of people doing different things with it. Evil mm-hmm. and good, evil and good. And I would recommend, look at Halloween, not necessarily something to run from, mm-hmm. but could you actually bring redemption to it, mm-hmm. relationships to it? Yes. I think that's a better way to approach this. Yes. So I hope you get all the candy that you want. <laughs> um, I know the candy I prefer, and then I try to beg off of my kids. Anything at all, Reese's Pieces, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Reese's Pieces, anything chocolate, peanut buttery, Reese's, Reese's Pieces. It's just so Reese's fun pieces. to hear you say that. That sounds weird. I, I really think no matter what, processing the question alone shows shows um, just I'm proud of you for processing the question and and then letting the Lord kind of speak to you in your season and and some of that too like the shows that are on tv i don't even watch food network during this season because i am just not a big fan of all the like blech. you you can don't avoid talking <laughs> yes. about evil yes but there's a difference in learning about it and knowing what spiritual warfare you're against mm-hmm. and celebrating it. It's holding both. It's being in, but not of the and, world. And I exactly well put. Yeah. I don't want our kids thinking evil is something to cozy up to and just laugh at. Or 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 just go, no, it's evil. I don't understand. Like actually knowing knowing the historical context of Halloween just helps me even understand why there are certain things we just won't do. And that information helps me better articulate, even to our kids, why, no, you can't be a scary witch or but something. But even why, at the end, why is it at the end of October? Now we know that it actually started off seasonal. It was about right. the season. Yeah. And then yeah. different goddesses and then the church going, no, saints. and mm-hmm. But we're still going to have this emphasis on death through mm-hmm. the whole thing. So we hope this is helpful. Ask God what to do. Mm-hmm. And lean into that conviction that he gives you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the greatest lessons on Off the Fence, I think, is know why you're doing it or not doing it. Yes. Don't just and be not like, just we celebrate it or we won't celebrate yeah. it because why? Well, I don't really know why. Because no, my mom why. told me not to. Yeah. Know your why. Know your why. So, hey, I don't know if I should say happy Halloween or what. Don't. Okay. Uh, so, hey. We love you. Get lots of candy and pumpkin Even if you go buy stuff. it at the store. All right. For hey, yourself. Thanks for listening. Till next time, we love you. Love you.